Dear God, thank you so much for gathering us here today. Thank you for providing um, this parking lot for us to worship on for these weeks that we've done this. Um, thank you for the sounds of the birds and the cicadas and uh, the frogs and the beautiful sights and, um, and even the smells of being outdoors in your creation. Um, please open our eyes and our hearts to uh, hear what you want to communicate to us this morning. Amen. Okay, I am thinking I'm going to have to scoot this whole thing over so that we can be in the shade. I miss uh, estimated. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, just on the other side of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to move? Okay, so, yeah, that's great. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Y'all want to come volunteer for Godly Play? <laughs> um, so, if any uh, kids particularly, but also grown-ups, want to start moving closer to the table, um, there's a stack of carpet squares. And if you have a low chair, you can bring your chair over. Um, yeah, I encourage you to get so to a place where you can kind of see what's going on. Um, so in Godly Play, we, uh, we tell stories. And we like to say that we like to tell them the old, old way, the way that they, were, they used to be shared um, in circles around campfires, um, or uh, around family tables when, um, when people would share these, these stories of God. And there's three kinds of stories in Godly Play. One of them uh, is a sacred story, and that's a story of something that literally happened. So the story of the Exodus or the story of um, Jesus being baptized or something like that. It's just told um, pretty much the way it happened. And then there's parables, which come in gold boxes. And parables are always flat because they're stories that Jesus told. Um, they're not three-dimensional like the stories, uh, the sacred stories, which are things that actually happened. Um, and then there's a third kind, and that's a liturgical action. And this story is one of those. And it's a little bit of a parable, and it's a little bit of a sacred story. Um, but it explains something that happens in the church, something that God's people do. Um, and, and it has to do with um, one of our central ways of understanding who God is and who Jesus is. Um, and that is through uh, the idea of Jesus as our good shepherd. Um, and I, when Chris called yesterday and said that he was sick and uh, asked me if there was a godly play story that I, I had kind of ready to go, um, I, I went back and forth for a while. But the, the one that I really wanted to share um, was the story of the Good Shepherd. I feel like after the year that we've had particularly, um, that this is, this is a good story for us. Um, and it is one that I'm so grateful that Godly Play has expanded my imagination around. Um, it, it has meant a lot to me. 
uh, one final word on the way the story is told. Um, Godly play is slow and it's quiet. And so think of it less as a teaching and more of um, a meditation on scripture. Um, all right, that's all my disclaimers and caveats. Um, if Philip could come up and read our scripture, uh, I'm gonna get everything set up. This is from John 10, verses 1 through 18. There's a lot of sheep talk in this. <clears throat> and this is Jesus talking. I assure you that whoever doesn't enter into the sheep pen through the gate, but climbs over the wall, is a thief and an outlaw. The one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The guard of the gate opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Whenever he has gathered all of his sheep, he goes before them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger, but they'll run away because they don't know the stranger's voice. Those who heard Jesus use this analogy did not understand what he was saying. So Jesus spoke again. I assure you, I am the gate of the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and outlaws, but the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They'll come in and go out and find pasture. The thief enters only to, to steal, to kill, to destroy. I came so that they could have life. Indeed, so that they could live life to the fullest. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. When the hired hand comes, when the hired hand sees the wolf coming, he leaves the sheep and runs away. That's because he isn't the shepherd. The sheep aren't really his. So the wolf attacks the sheep and scatters them. He's only a hired hand and the sheep don't matter to him. But I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. I give up my life for these sheep. I have other sheep that don't belong to this sheep pen, but I must lead them too. They will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock, one shepherd. And this is why the Father loves me. I give up my life so that I can take it up again. No one takes it from me because I give it up because I want to. I have the right to give it up, and I have the right to take it up again. I received this commandment from my Father. Thank you. Um, if you, once, even after I've started telling the story, if you want to come closer, you can. Uh, all right, first we're going to get ready. One way we get ready in godly play is to take a deep breath. All right, is everyone feeling ready? Okay. Oh good, we have more people coming. 
There was once someone who did such wonderful things and said such amazing things that people wanted to follow him. But they weren't quite sure who he was. And so finally one day they couldn't stand it anymore. They had to ask him. And he said, I am the good shepherd. I know each of my sheep by name. I bet Dad can help with that. My sheep know the sound of my voice. When I take my sheep out of the sheepfold, they follow me. I walk in front of them to show them the way. I show them the way to the good green grass. You think the sheep are pretty fast? Hmm? For sheep, yeah, that's true. This is the table of the Good Shepherd. And here is the bread and the cup of the Good Shepherd. Sometimes it seems like we should have something on the table to remind us that this is the table of the Good Shepherd, but the Good Shepherd is in the bread and the cup, so we really don't need anything else. Sometimes someone will come
to share with us the very words of the Good Shepherd and to give us the bread and the cup. And sometimes the people of the world come to the table. Now, if you can't see these very clearly, you can come up after and look, but there's people who are old and people who are young, people who, people who live in warm places, people who live in cold places, all kinds of people. Yeah, people who are tall and short. And sometimes, when I do this in the Godly Playroom, people say that some of these people look like people who are actually in our congregation. And sometimes, even the children come. wonder if you have ever come close to the table of the Good Shepherd. You can wonder out loud or in your own mind. Either one's fine. I wonder if the people are happy around this table. I wonder if you have ever heard the words of the Good Shepherd. wonder where this table and the bread and the cup and all of this could really be. Yeah, Titus. You think it could really be in the parable box? Be. There is a parable in a parable box about the Good Shepherd.
This is not quite the order that we usually do things in, but it seems like a good time to move to this table. We'll do it this way. Um, and to remember that the night that our good shepherd Jesus was betrayed, he gathered his friends around a table for a meal. And while they were eating, he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Likewise, he took the cup and gave thanks for it and gave it to his friend, saying, This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. God and Father of all, Thank you for the ways that you have so generously provided for us. Thank you for this community, for the gifts of the people who are here, and for the ways that they have used those gifts in your name and for your glory. Thank you for gathering us around your table. And most of all, thank you for the bread and the cup and for all that they represent. Amen.